It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge to better living at CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and so many other platforms out there. We're getting out there whenever we can. Just came back from another trip, another trade show out in Las Vegas. Heading out in the next week to Baltimore for Expo East. Once again, bouncing around like a madman, but that's what we do. We educate, we advocate, we promote the healing power of plants and better living practices. And, you know, it's something that I've always been talking about. A lot of times I've had guests on that have a, a new hemp-based CBD company. They want to talk about why their product is better. Or we're talking about with some, I love the strain print. My friends up in Canada who were you know, putting together, you know, had that great app talking about how uh, you know, we can monitor and measure how patients are actually being affected by individual products. This is really important. But one of the areas that I keep coming back to um, as a bit of a purist, a little bit of a, a science nerd, a little bit of someone that, you know, is always advocating the best quality in products is it always comes down to lab testing and, you know, certica- certifications of analysis and understanding what you're putting in and on your body. And that's why I'm really excited today to have our guest, Elon Sudberg, CEO of Alchemist Labs. Elon, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Oh, it's something great. We always connect with some of these shows, specifically at APA's Cannabis Committee. And APA, the American Herbal Products Association, has this Cannabis Committee, which has brought together a whole bunch of industry experts and insiders and you know, thoughtful uh, researchers and scientists to try to help us help the industry navigate its forward movement. And I've always loved seeing you and part of your team there. Tell our listeners today a little bit about Alchemist Labs and you know a little bit about your history first. So, so much that we could talk about today, but I, I want them to understand what you guys do over there at Alchemist Labs. Sure, of course. Uh, Alchemist Labs was started uh, kind of accidentally around 23 years ago. My father, uh, Sidney Sudberg, uh, is a chiropractor and acupuncturist and had a line of uh, some herbal tinctures. My first job was in the garage uh, grinding up all these roots and combining them with uh, alcohol and pressing them in a hydraulic press. We did some of our own internal analysis, failed materials, uh, questions came up. We did more testing, more questions, more testing, and suddenly we were a testing lab uh, for our own vendors. Uh, we realized that's, uh, what, that was more exciting to us than actually producing products and uh, kind of sort of transitioned the, the space into a testing lab. Uh, that was uh, 23 years ago. In the middle of all that, GMPs were launched about halfway through of our, of our lifetime. And uh, we became very popular very fast because what we focused on was a narrow scope of just plant testing. We didn't do metals, pesticides, microbiology, or vitamins. We just focused on plant identity. Today, we uh, test almost 2,000 different species of plants and uh, have an internal herbarium with almost 20,000 specimens of plants from those 2,000 species from over 20 years of collecting. So we are the experts in plant identity and plant potency testing which is why uh, cannabis, uh, when it gained strength uh, in this industry, uh, was just one more plant um, that we added to our arsenal. 
um, the APA Cannabis Committee really came out of a personal experience of mine where I uh, had a, uh, I'll just say an adverse event with an edible um, and uh, at some point in time had the phone in one hand uh, and the 9-1 was on the, in the phone, I was ready to press one and send uh, as a result of what was I was experiencing with my, uh, with someone personal to me. So after that event, everything turned out just fine. Um, it was just essentially just too much. And uh, the, the person slept it off the next day and the next day after that. And I um, called up Michael McGuffin and said, hey, we've, we've got a problem with this one other plant. And APA is really the best uh, trade association to handle it since we deal with thousands of other plants and uh, what comes with those. So the Cannabis Committee was, uh, was born and I was the original chair and started it up, I think, about eight years ago. Yeah, it, it's it, to me, it's one of the most honored committees or those parts that I'm involved with. I, I really love the meetings. I think we have some real good professional insight there. And I'm glad, you know, that you brought that out in the sense of it's just another plant. However, we do know a lot about plants. I think that's the kind of thing that right. everyone kind of, that second part is always forgotten. I think that everyone's like, oh, it's just another plant. And I think that's wonderful, but we have been doing research and testing and, and, and understanding the plant kingdom for many, many years. And like yourself, diving in such depth that this looks that we have to understand this better. We have to provide resources to the, to the, to the marketplace um, to guide them in this whole process to avoid, you know, unnecessary or unfortunate, uh, you know, what we would call overdoses, not that it's necessarily fatal or anything negative, but taking too much or not knowing where it comes from or knowing if it's processed properly or anything of those natures. But, you know, I think that cannabis is, I call it, I had wrote an article a couple of years ago um, called The Gateway Herb. I'm not the first person to suggest that, that it's a gateway from our mainstream uh, understanding or appreciation of plant medicine again. And I think that's a huge opportunity that I think you're, your team is helping to, to lead and, and, and motivate people down that path. So very Absolutely. cool. And I, and I don't mean to undermine the value of this very, very powerful medicinal plant. And there's a lot of plants uh, in our kingdom that are helpful to uh, health and, and wellness. There's others that are very helpful and generally they're illegal. And cannabis, as we all know, has became, become less illegal. And uh, I'm just ecstatic that we can finally start to explore more of the benefits of this plant. Um, since it's so powerful, it has to be um, used carefully and regulated carefully. And, and uh, you know, homogeneity was the issue that I essentially uh, came down to. Um, but just those sort of best practices that the industry without guidance uh, doesn't really realize until it's assisted by uh, an association like APA who's been there and done that with every other plant you can think of. Um, and you mentioned GMP, and for our listeners out there, good manufacturing right. practices, GMPs, have been established by this industry. We have rules, we have guidelines, um, it maybe it has that disclaimer, the FDA has not approved this, but there are several other organizations and other criteria that has approved most of these products. Now, this is a big challenge right now in this emerging CBD or hemp extract or however you want to refer to it, uh, you know. I call it conundrum because on one hand, as a doctor, as a healer, I recognize the potential and the usefulness of phytocannabinoids and cannabidiol. On the other hand, as a products guy who's been in the industry close to 20 years, you know, looking at different manufacturers come and go and different ingredients come and go, uh, different trends go up and down, that concerns me about how many um, 
unqualified or, or, or companies not following good manufacturing practices, putting products on the shelves right now and, and endangering consumer welfare. And that's one of the big issues that I, you know, constantly am and, and focusing on is saying, you know, we, we have companies that have been in the industries for many years. Um, when we talked about the hemp CBD summit in March, it was, okay, great. There's a lot of CBD companies starting, but what about those companies that have been in the industry for 20 years that are just adding CBD to their product line? How does a consumer, like, you know, okay, it sounds great, a CBD only company, but for me, I kind of like some of these companies that are just adding this as a new SKU or a new extension. They have their quality, you know, QA, their quality assurance, they have their methodologies, they follow a lot of the APA guidelines for manufacturing. And these are things that I want the listeners out there to understand that there are constantly getting better and better products out there in this space. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of really best-in-class companies focused solely on the hemp market and CBD, and they, they arose as a result of it. And when we started the Cannabis Committee, it was looked sort of down upon by the other trade associations who have now, of course, since jumped on, as well as uh, even some of the board members at the time with companies in the industry as stakeholders that they thought this was potentially, uh, you know, a, a smear on the, the rep- reputability of the industry itself. Obviously, those companies have watched slowly and, and let some of the trailblazers do their thing. And now, as you just said, there's some best-in-class companies who have been in the industry for years and years selling products um, that have finally included the, the benefits of hemp and, and cannabidiols in their products. Those are the ones, in my opinion, who have been there and done that. They understand GMPs. They've been through FDI audits, uh, how to deal with adverse events, all of those types of professional situations that brand-new uh, juvenile companies jumping in this industry have no clue about, including GMPs. And of course, there's, you know, a thousand different consultants to help everyone out and tons and tons of overnight hemp experts, including <laughs> lawyers. I've been through about nine firms uh, uh, on that note. Um, but my personal preference is, of course, using the clients that I've been working with for years and years, the ones who have, of course, the industry experience and the professionality to bring a product to market um, safely, effectively, and then, of course, uh, it, within the laws of, of regulations. It's, it's really important what you said there. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I, I've looked at this a lot, and even as my, my company, Beyond Brands, I'm supposed to be, you know, generating business in the CBD buzz, and I've purposely waited. I didn't really jump on a lot of these new startup companies that I didn't think had the experience, the the management team, the understanding of this industry to really be successful long term. And I don't mean to be negative to them, but I was just being realistic and instead wanting to kind of collaborate with more experienced brands and find ways to you know innovate or formulate with them or support a new marketing or branding, you know, platform but it was not so much of these newbies and i hate to say it that way because my one of my first questions and you just mentioned it one of my first questions i would ask a manufacturer a new manufacturer saying can i see a copy of your adverse effects report blog you know right. they're like what is that and as soon as they go what is that that's yep. a flag to me that they don't understand and for those listeners out there an adverse effects log is basically saying if you call, took a product and you called the company and said i took your product and it made my stomach hurt is that normal, you know, or I got a bad headache, is that normal? It may be nothing. It may be an anomaly. You may have eaten some bad food, whatever it is, but they're supposed to record that call or that that comment or that complaint or that potential issue. And 
most of these companies don't even know that that's a, a basic procedure in manufacturing right. and compliance. And I think right. those are the things that, you know, like yourself, having over 20 plus years in the industry, you know, these are things that we look at and that we're trying to help consumers and even manufacturers understand that there are certain criteria. And that's why I really wanted to have you on today talking about, you know, some of this experience and, of course, as a lab, you know, some of this testing right. that you guys are doing. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back with Elon from Alchemist Labs. Keep talking more about this industry, about these great products, and, of course, some of the challenges that we see going forward. So don't go anywhere. We're taking a quick break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at CanvasRadio.com and iHeartRadio. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. It's time to hemp present. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident hempo sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp presents only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, all right, and we are back. I'm enjoying this as I often enjoy my conversations here because I get to pick a lot of times who I'm having on the show, and I was really excited to invite Elon Sudberg from Alchemist Labs to join the call today to give some insight from the lab perspective. And now, you know, you're based in uh, your your facility is based in Southern California, so um, right. you've been fortunate enough to see this emerging industry a little bit earlier on than a lot of other people in the country. I see here on the east coast or in the northeast people are still just learning about even cbd whereas some of us from the west coast that have done work out there have, have seen it around the industry and some of the pros and cons for for quite a while i'm going to back up as a plant guy as a as a lab as a science you know of identifying plants let's talk about 
cannabis as a species. I think that one of the biggest things is all this differentiation between marijuana, which we know is a, a, a more of a slang, slang term, yeah, cannabis, sativa, whether it be what you would call you know, THC or not THC or hemp or otherwise, these are all secondary, more marketing or I don't know, mainstream terminology that evolved. But from a scientific perspective, is this just one plant with a few? Like, you know, how how would you explain this to the, to the basics of cannabis is cannabis? Right. Yeah, cannabis is cannabis, and it's cannabis sativa variation. And, and so on and so forth. And there's, there's uh, three main um, variations, but the one we're talking about mostly is, of course, sativa. And then, if, you know, if you go to the dispensary and you can see uh, an indica and a sativa and, and their purported claims, uh, which I, I enjoy um, my own versions of organoleptic testing to confirm or deny that these are a THC high or a THC low type of thing. But the fact is hemp, cannabis, sativa, they're all the same thing. It's just uh, the variations which would produce the secondary metabolites in strength or non-strength. And what that means is like if you have an orange and it's got a lot of vitamin C and you have another orange and it's got a lot of vitamin C, that's essentially cannabis uh, recreational and hemp um, uh, what's, what's on the market. To the average pulitzer, uh, uh the leaves look the same. The flowers, also known as buds, look exactly the same. They smell the same. They taste the same. Um, which is complicated because, you know, you, one could be pulled over for a bag of hemp uh, product and uh, it could be misidentified very easily as uh, the other. Um, but the average uh, person on the street doesn't really realize that those are the same nearly identical plants from the average uh, eyeball. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's causing a lot of interesting from a legal perspective as it decriminalize, you know, let's say, THC would call it marijuana for this conversation, and they legalize hemp with the farm bill. It's a legal conundrum of where, how do you manage? What do you know? People are smoking hemp powder. So it's not even that it used to be you smoke marijuana and you don't smoke hemp. Now people are smoking hemp flour. Um, right. it's, it's to me where, I mean, I'm a, I'm a plant guy also, an herbalist, a scientist. I'm looking at this going, this has become overly complicated for unnecessarily. I think that THC, and I mentioned this at the, the big summit in uh, March, you know, I don't want our industry, which is natural things you find in health food stores and supermarkets that have been all of a sudden jumping on the CBD bandwagon, because as I'll say in my finger quotes, doesn't get you high, um, which I kind of laugh at. Um, you know, I think that people have bastardized THC and, and other derivatives of that nature unnecessarily. And you know, I think that people have to come back to a responsibility to the consumer, you know, what you put in on your body, understanding dosing, which is something that we're all learning about. As you said, some people just took mm -hmm. too much and, and had a bad reaction for several hours, but nothing too horrible occurred from that experience. I think it's just a, it's just a, as my book, you know, the cannabis conundrum is out there. It's just a lot of different perspectives and different sides, but at the end of the day, it's a plant. And I used to be a guy that said, oh, it's just a plant. It doesn't mean anything. And now, you know, to be a naturopathic doctor, I've used plants that with a little bit too much could stop your heart, you know, or kill you. It's a poison, but it's still just a plant. So I think right. lab stuff is really important. Understanding the compounds. We haven't even touched on terpenes and, uh, you know, other compounds that I'm very interested in in this plant, um, down to the flavonoids and... And, and so much cool stuff out of over 500 compounds. 
what are you guys right now? Because there's so much to talk about, so much to look at in this plan. What are you guys focusing on at Alchemist? In, or what do you see as your primary, you know, what's keeping you guys busy? Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, we, we've been watching this for a while. As I mentioned, uh, eight years ago, I was the original chair of the uh, American Herbal Products Association's Cannabis Committee. Um, before that, uh, when the lab started in 1997, I was finishing high school and my term paper was on the legalization of cannabis because uh, that happened around the same time. I got sent to the principal's office for uh, that paper, <laughs> uh, which I'm now currently proud of. Uh, but I had to debate and they called parents in and it was this big controversy. And I was like, look, this is on the ballot. I'm just talking about it. Um, fast forward to uh, about eight years ago when we started the cannabis committee. Um, you know, like I said, we were a plant lab. We test thousands of plants. This was one other. And I, of course, don't mean to marginalize the power of it, but it, I just wanted to add it to our arsenal. Um, but in semi-illegal for a locational side of things. And our lab has actually a DEA registration for um, all sorts of things which of course compromises my ability to accept samples of things under that category from people or companies who don't have the DEA registration. So as a result of our very high caliber of federal allowability of having certain substances, we were not able to touch this material. So I've been watching the bus kind of come close and then drive off for years and years and years. And only recently have we entered the hemp testing side of this uh, part, primarily as a result of my customers finally feeling comfortable adding this single ingredients or this single product to their arsenal of, of products, which is what makes Alchemist really uh, primed and ready for this type of testing. Um, you know, testing hemp is very simple. Unfortunately, there's a ton of different methods and there's lots of labs using different methods fighting back and forth about results. But the second you start to include hemp or any other ingredient with any other ingredients, uh, the current labs available uh, really have no experience. Uh, testing CBD and hemp is one thing. Testing CBD and hemp with uh, black pepper extract and uh, other things, uh, adaptogens and whatever it might be, becomes a very challenging situation if done right. And that's the key. A lot of labs don't realize you can't take the method for CBD in hemp and apply it to a hemp product with other ingredients. That's no longer scientifically valid. When the FDA does get around to auditing those types of labs, those types of test results for companies small and now massive, there's going to be some problems, which is why essentially we're in a really good spot to help out this industry now that it has been um, more accepted in our uh, dietary supplement industry. So currently what we're doing for testing is testing CBD and the various cannabidiols. Uh, we're doing more, of course, making sure the limit testing of THC, uh, not more than 0.3% for the U.S. and 0.2% for the European uh, regs are, are in place so that these products can be sold uh, legally. Are you taking samples just from California and now because of the farm bill able to look at products from around the country and, you know, look at that. Yeah, we're, getting, we're getting products from around the country and uh, occasionally uh, I would say maybe a third of them are hot and by hot, I mean higher than 0.3 THC. And the, you know, it's an interesting conversation when we get those results and give them to the client because their first pass testing lab said that it's fine. Uh -huh. And we test it with our methods and they say it's not fine. And we go back and forth. We, of course, are ISO 17025 for cannabidiol testing uh, via HPLC. Um, now, the challenge with that is our method. We had an ISO 17025 method for five cannabidiols. And then suddenly the industry um, sort of, I call it analyte drift, where someone does some research, finds some more. And then the industry says, oh, we want 12. So now we have just, uh, we're working on our ISO 1705 for the 12 cannabidiols. 
the second we submitted that, I heard there were 16, and I wouldn't be surprised. About phytocannabinoids if, uh, in general. Phytocannabinoids, is CBG, CB, what you know, XYZ, QRS. Uh, there's firms all over the world. Primarily, Israel is really um, uh, active in that space, finding more cannabidiols, which is wonderful. But it doesn't mean it needs to be measured. The more you measure, the more complicated the test gets. The more you measure, the more specs are set sort of unnecessarily without supervision from a medical professional like yourself to know right. whether or not CBQ is even relevant. You know, just because they found it in a lab doesn't really mean it has any benefits health-wise, which means maybe you don't need to measure it. Um, so it's something I call analyte drift. Terpenes are the same thing. Terpenoids are, are you know, I recall seeing a report for 15 and now there's some for 46. And, you know, I don't know when it's going to end or if it will end. But that, that to me is indicative of an of a immature lab industry just quickly adhering to marketing, which has in the past in the dietary supplement industry been a bit of a downfall when marketing takes over, you know, purpose uh, whether raspberry ketones were really important or not, but everyone quickly jumped on them. And now we have to measure raspberry ketones and, and ORAC <laughs> and various things like that. That So the marketing took control and, and the labs have to quickly catch up. Yeah, it's, um, that's it's something I've been... It's, I sit in that little in-between zone where I do branding and marketing and product development, but at the same time, I'm a scientist who is a plant person who recognizes whole food, whole plant value. And so right. I've always been in that middle ground trying to navigate or keep at least balanced to the extremes. And I, yeah. it definitely is not an easy task by any means. I think it's really insightful, too. I mean, there's so much to be discovered if you keep looking, but at the same time, we don't even understand what we've already found. So I think right. that exactly. you know, added to the, the, the complex of this wonderful plant and the plant, you know, the use of herbs and plants in general. We're going to take another quick right. break, Elon, and our listeners. This is awesome. I've got a couple of questions and, and over this break, think about where do you see CBD being, you know, going forward with FDA regulations, isolate versus full spectrum in food and beverage. We're going to come back and address that. So don't go anywhere. We'll take one last break. This is Dr. Rob, your concierge for better living here at Cannabis Radio and iHeart. You got it. We'll be right back after this message. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. You got me again. All right. You got me again. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. Ah! <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Yeah, Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. 
Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzie Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. I mean, that's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back once again. And I knew this was going to be an issue with our guest today, Elon Sudberg, CEO of Alchemist Labs, that this would be a conversation I'd want to go on for at least an hour. We're going to have to have you back on, buddy, and talk some more. So much things are moving and shaking in this industry. But, you know, what a lot of our industry, which is the natural products, nutraceutical, dietary supplement, things that, you know, we've been involved with for quite some time, everyone's been hedging bets and looking at where is CBD going to land? And I say that because I get calls to put CBD into ice cream and popcorn and barbecue (laughs) sauce. I got CBD requests for you name it right now. And I'm like, I don't want to touch it. And the fact is, is I'm saying it not so much because I couldn't make money on it, but because there is going to be a saturation point. And we don't even know scientifically how much CBD or phytocannabinoids or any of these compounds should individuals be consuming on a regular basis. And I'm a big believer in down regulation or you know, overstimulation or you know, all these things that if you take too much, it may cause a negative response long term. And so for me, not only am I dealing with the regulatory effects, the product formulation and development, I'm talking about the science and health impact as well. Where do you see this, see this one hot compound of over 500 in this plant landing in our industry? I know there's a few different scenarios being floated out there. You know, I took a deep breath when you asked that question because I have a sort of somewhat cynical sense on this topic. Uh, from a personal standpoint, I, I think it's a, a beautiful plant and has a lot of interesting values that we're, we're aware of. We've been aware for many years and then we're of course finding more of, but in my experience, uh, when the regulations came out from recreational, it was for the combustion of the flowering parts of the plant. Um, at some point in time, people started to extract things and then isolate things. And then it became, at least it sort of followed the drug model. You know, CBD was never, um, in my opinion, and I'm not a regulatory expert, but or my, my understanding is it was never legalized for the isolation and the, the intake of CBD. And, and, and anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't think of another plant where you're allowed to isolate a single compound, put it into an inhalation mechanism like a vape pen, and use it legally. As far as I know, puffing is not a suitable delivery method for dietary supplements. I believe it's reserved for pharmaceuticals like asthma medication and yeah, other medical things. delivery system, right? Drug medical delivery system. system. There's some rules about that. You can't inject uh, things that's reserved for that type of. Um... So, anyways, what I'm getting at is I, I'm amazed that this plant and the, the isolates from this plant have been allowed to get as far as they have to where there's you know massive industries built around the delivery systems of and the extractions of this powerful plant. I'm so amazed that I'm also amazed the FDA or, or whoever hasn't stepped in to say, hey, hold on a second. We're moving a little fast. We didn't let you, we didn't allow you guys to do that. Here you are. 
um, doing it, um, which is why I believe this is a bit of a flash in the pan, what we're seeing. You know, like you just mentioned, yep. CBD and barbecue sauce and crackers. I was in South Carolina uh, just the other day, a place where the plant is not quite uh, favorable. And there was a, we have CBD sign on a, on a coffee shop. And I was just, you know, I was amazed. They wrote it by hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's everywhere. Uh, it's everywhere. So I believe it's a flash in the, plant, a flash in the pan. I also think that it's not going to go anywhere. I think it's going to calm down a little bit. I think that there'll be some, some busts um, of some players who are being reckless, uh, maybe making statements and claims that they shouldn't, maybe selling a product that could be too strong or that's not even what it say it is. Uh, and who will survive will be the ones who are following the regulatory model, the dietary supplements, who have good representation from the legal side and good science and are, are slow and strategic to move. Um, like I said, th- this, is, this, is, this went way faster than I think the FDA had anticipated, uh, and now they're just playing catch-up. Yeah, and it's hard to put this back in the bottle, but I mean, yeah. to some extent, you almost need to. I, I my, my feeling, and again, what we've been hearing in the pipeline is that isolated CBD or isolated compounds are going to be restricted heavily into a pharmaceutical model um, and drug, de- right. drug delivery system. They're, they're probably going to be established uh, potencies, perhaps, right. that'll distinguish between uh, uh, more of a health food store versus a health practitioner versus over the counter. And I think that that's something that's going to come um, very quickly, I think, in the sense of if something starts to show up negatively in research. Um, fortunately, this plan, I believe, is relatively safe. But uh, anything in too much, right. like you said, concentrating uh, these compounds without good uh, regulatory framework, if people are going to be ingesting compounds that they shouldn't be, and there's going to be long, you know, negative health effects, similar to what we're seeing in the vape industry right now, like you mentioned, uh, with this popcorn long, and it's not really the, the plant, it's the additional compounds added to the formulation, exactly. the, the exactly. propylene ethyl glycol and things like that. I've, I said this repeatedly, and when I say it, I love to see people's eyes widen when I say, I am not against tobacco. I'm a big fan of the plant tobacco. And they're like, what? Sure. You're a doctor? I'm right. like, yeah, I know I'm historically even the leaves the juices have been used topically to treat cancers and things i'm not against the plant i'm against the industry that came from this plant or produced and promoted this plant i'm a big advocate and fan of cannabis as i am on pretty much every plant but i'm very concerned about this cannabis industry and i really hope that people like yourself uh natural products dietary supplement uh you know tenured leaders in the industry really and you are doing it, which is why I'm happy to have you on, and I appreciate you taking the time today. You know, keep holding the line to making sure that this future of what we've worked so hard to establish a credible dietary supplement industry, you know, stays around, and CBD and cannabis and these compounds don't, you know, have it crumble. Even the term sublingual, which is being used now by almost every tincture, CBD tincture company out in the market, technically is not proper to be using because it designates a delivery a delivery method that's reserved for drugs typically pharmaceuticals so um it's, it's a lot of stuff to go on i know you've got your hands deep in it your team is awesome helping to establish some of these guidelines and standards um around testing and i think that's really important too and there's so much more to come uh, again elon thank you so much for taking the time today joining us here on the show uh where can people go uh learn more about your company if they need some work done how can they contact you guys Sure. Well, first, uh, you're welcome, and thank you. It's a, it's a great honor to be on the show. I've got great respect for you, uh, Doc Rob, and we've known each other for at least eight years as we work through the cannabis industry with APA. Um, 
to learn a little bit more about Alchemist Labs, uh, alchemist.com, A-L-K-E-M-I-S-T.com is uh, the first spot. You can also just uh, Google my name, Elon, E-L-A-N, and then Sudberg, S-U-D-B-E-R-G. I do a lot of writing in this industry. I've got a pretty uh, strong voice, uh, stronger than the, most of the CEOs uh, in the labs who don't speak. Yeah. Um, and I've got a little cynical uh, side to myself, but uh, I tell it how it is. Um, and I've got a good PR uh, person to make sure I don't brick or burn too many bridges <laughs> in that matter. But yeah, Google me, my name, uh, you'll find a lot of my writing. And um, I, you know, like I said, I tell it how it is from the lab perspective. Um, I care deeply about this industry. Um, cannabis is another really powerful plant that we need to help uh, protect so that the unscrupulous people don't screw it all up for us uh, down the line. I uh, and like you. that, I appreciate what you're doing, Doc Rob. Likewise, brother, I appreciate you. And again, this is something that I'm a little cynical too. People, including, you know, people I work close with don't like that I say that there's a short window on CBD, that price is dropping, that by next fall, I think there's going to be a total different perspective on this this compound but you know for right now you know you're doing amazing work keep it up i uh, hope to see you soon in another show or maybe even i gotta get down and tour the lab and uh, again yep. best wishes to you and your fam thank you everyone all the listeners out there for always checking in with us don't forget to send your questions your comments recommend any guests if you think someone's worthy to listen you know that want to share their message that's what i'm here for i'm just a big advocate your concierge to better living here at cannabis radio and iheart wishing everyone all the best in health and happiness be well expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.